Welcome to Real Estate for Grown-Ass Women, the podcast where we empower you to take control of your financial future through real estate investing. I'm your host, Amy Chance, a highly successful and experienced Texas real estate agent. Get ready to be inspired, educated, and entertained as we take this ride together. Real estate is not for the elite few. It's also for ambitious, smart, grown-ass women. Welcome to Real Estate for Grown-Ass Women. I'm Amy Chance, and on this episode, I'm going to introduce you to a grown-ass woman who quit her full-time job to pursue real estate flipping in Austin, Texas with her husband, James. Vivian Yip is a highly experienced and successful real estate investor. She's the founder and CEO of Hestia Corporate Rentals, which specializes in midterm rentals in Austin and other cities around the U.S. She also brings a decade of expertise in property flipping to the table. In an effort to give back, she offers consulting services to beginner and intermediate investors, covering investment strategies, rentals, and property flipping. Vivian's insights are highly valued in the industry, and she's a sought-after guest on podcasts and local real estate conferences. She's a real badass, and you guys are going to want to stick around for the chance to tap into her knowledge. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to tell you how you can get your very own custom market dashboard report. Vivian, welcome to the show. Wow, that was quite an introduction, Amy. Thank you so much. I'm so flattered. Oh, we're flattered. Thank you so much. We were so impressed, Vivian, when we were doing the research and um, on you for this show. So Vivian, I just want you to know, I'm excited to have you on the show. I heard so much about you through a group of local Austin real estate agents who were singing your praises and said you were someone I should meet. So tell me, who are you and what are you doing in the Austin market that has everyone fighting for their 15 minutes with you? Oh my gosh. Also, <laughs> where do I begin? <laughs> what, um, wait, one more, oh. one more thing. Is everything I read on the internet true about you? Is everything? I have no idea what you read on the internet. So I've, I've never Googled myself, so I don't really know what you found. Uh, I hope all the good things are true. Uh, so my name is Vivian Yip. I live in Austin, Texas. I've been here for about eight years now. I'm originally from Canada, like parts of Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary, and Hong Kong. I started real estate investing in 2004 with my first house hack in Toronto. And I made my first $100,000 in real estate by the time I was like 29 years old. And at that point, I loved real estate, but I was also too busy having fun partying with my husband in Chicago when we were living there. Uh, But we took it more seriously to pursue real estate with intention in 2017. And now we've basically flipped our way out of our rat race jobs and we live the life we designed. I love it. You flipped your way out. Way to do it. I like that play on words. <laughs> well, when, when I looked you up on the internet, I thought this woman is a bad ass, grown ass woman. I love the fact that you're a woman in real estate and I love your entire look, your entire vibe. And now that we see your office, I'm like, okay, she's my kind of people. <laughs> Will you just share with us, though, like, tell us a little bit about corporate America and what it was like for you and your husband to 
to make the decision? Like, how did you get to the point where you made the decision that we're going to leave all this behind? And I mean, we're a long way from Toronto, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we're quite a quite a distance. You know, I, I'm Chinese Canadian slash American. And, you know, as a Chinese minority, you know, our culture has a lot of pressures towards, you know, getting really good grades, getting a great job, working for a big company, all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of pressure always for me to get a great education. So I went to one of the top universities in the world. I went to University of Toronto, got my master's degree later on. I worked at large companies like Tetra Pak, Growy, and my last stint was at Apple. I was there for seven years. So I did all those things. But I found that all those things was also giving me the inflexibility that I needed to raise my family. I really wanted to be able to be there for my kids, especially, you know, as they were going through different phases in their life, you know, participating in sports and all that stuff. And I found myself always feeling very guilty. Like, for instance, both my kids, they were going in kindergarten and just to take, you know, 45 minutes off to try and read a storybook to my kids' classroom, I felt like that was, it didn't feel right. And then I would go to work and I would come home at like 6.30 and I would cook dinner and then by 8 o'clock it was time for bed. And to me that just felt like, you know, there's a bit of jealousy in, inside of me that my kids' teachers were spending more time with my kids than I was. And then if it was finally time where I had time off, then I found myself doing chores and all these other things of life that gets in the way. And I thought, you know, I looked at James, I said, this is not the life I want to live. I feel like there's got to be something else we can do. And I reflected back on a time when I read about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read that book in my 20s and I thought, you know, I'm just going to refresh it by reading that again. And see how I can take what I know today and implement some of those strategies. And I did. Because I focused on the feeling of what it would be like to never have to ask for a day off again. And that's probably one of the ways that helped me get through the hardest days in getting over this hump of leaving my corporate job at Apple. Wow, what a beautiful story. I'm, I want to cry. And I definitely want to know more about that. Because I have three children of my own. They're, they're all adults now. And when I was building my real estate business, I had people that worked with me and for me. And my number one goal was, and don't ask me why I was stuck on soccer, because it, it wasn't like we were necessarily a soccer family, although my youngest was very good at soccer. I would always tell my associates and, and the people that worked with me, don't you dare miss a soccer game. Don't you dare miss one thing for your children because of any of this. It's it's not worth it. So it takes a lot of courage to be able to leave a company like Apple to stay at home with your kids. Forget the flipping. Yeah. Just to stay at home with your kids. I mean, if anybody that works at a large corporation, you know, that has restricted stock units, they know about those golden handcuffs. They know the great benefits of just really great health care and really good dental care and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like I'm so grateful that I was able to fall back on real estate when my body told me I had to stop what I was doing, right? And that, and you know, we haven't talked about this yet, but I lost my hair from stress. I literally lost my hair in a matter of six to eight weeks. Actually, sorry, eight to 10 weeks. It just kept falling out and falling out and falling out. And it was my body signaling me that it was time to do something different. You have to stop what you're doing. You're going to kill yourself. 
And, you know, I just looked in the mirror and said, okay, this is a sign that I can continue to flip houses. I can, you know, get rid of my corporate job and be the person that I want to be. Oh my goodness. And design the life that you, you're designing, the life that you want. Vivian, I am not a corporate America person, so I've never really worked in corporate America. Will you tell me what it means? I've heard of the golden parachute, but I haven't heard of golden handcuffs. So golden handcuffs is basically a way for the companies to provide you with bonuses. So say for instance, in a sign-on bonus, you basically sign the contract and you agree to work for the company. And they'll say, okay, maybe uh, over the next four years, we're going to give you $100,000 as your sign-on bonus, where you get to vest $25,000 every year. So basically, you're committed almost to four years. Otherwise, you'd never see that full sign-on bonus. In addition to that, every year of your annual review, you might get a cash bonus, and then you also get more stocks that get vested into your, into your retirement program. But again, you only get those every six months. They take a period of time to vest. But for me, it you know the um, the stress was so terrible that I didn't even care anymore. You know, I was making enough money in real estate, building my net worth, and I was so just again like so grateful that I was able to say, okay, stop. Let's just stop the bleed and do something different. Well, I'm glad to see you. You look healthy. Are you healthy now? I have to ask. I've actually always good? been very healthy. You know, the only thing that I'm missing is my hair. And luckily, you know, I have a nice shaped head. So You're it doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> oh, I love your whole look. So when I read that online, I was like, oh, man, she, she's rocking it. So you're, you're beautiful. I want you to know that. Thank you. I would like to ask you, working at Apple, I would imagine that you were surrounded by you know, high energy type A personalities that it would be easy to look up to in business and be inspired by. Was there anyone at Apple or at your corporate job that inspired you to get into real estate or was your inspiration outside? I'm familiar with that, you know, rich dad, poor dad. Where'd your inspiration come from to, to get into real estate? Oh, this one's easy. My parents, my parents were buying real estate in Vancouver, Canada in the eighties. And they were able to do this because my mom worked at a bank as a bank manager and my dad was a realtor. So it was sort of the perfect combination. You've got a banker that has great rates. You've got a realtor that can find deals, but they were buy and hold investors. They would just, you know, buy a property, hold on to it. Five years later, they would refinance it because the property values increased. They would pull money out and then buy more properties. And, you know, my dad's now turning 83 this October my mom is 76 and I see the life that they live. And I thought, oh my gosh, like there's got to be a reason why real estate is such a powerful vehicle. And then I read tax-free wealth. And then I talked to some of my friends that I went to high school with who come from very wealthy families. And I asked them like, how did your family become wealthy? And they all said real estate. And at the end of the day, like being wealthy for me or becoming wealthy for me is not about the money. It's about the experiences that I could have and enjoy. Do you want to tell us any of your favorite experiences before we jump into the meat and potatoes of this interview? Sure. I, uh, I really enjoy business class, flying business class, especially overseas. So one of my life goals is to be wealthy enough that I can fly business class anywhere I want to, anytime I want. And I don't even care about the hotel. Like I can go into 
uh, an Airbnb. I don't really care about that. Like I live on a couch at, at a friend's house. But if I get to fly business class for, you know, 16 hours and get a five course meal on that, I love that. Oh my goodness. Way to go. A girl after my own heart. I love it. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us, you know, we, we've heard a lot about you because of this midterm rental market. And a lot of our listeners may not even know what we're talking about. And you just spoke about Airbnb. Tell us a little bit about your corporation, first of all, and then I'd like to dive into the midterm rental market. Sure. Um, so I've been hosting what we call Airbnbs. A lot of people refer to it as that, as that uh, since 2019. And I had just one little house in Round Rock, Texas, and it did really well. It did really well in my first six months of, of starting it. But this thing called the pandemic hit. And if you've been operating as long as 2019, 2020, you'll know that Airbnb was canceling a lot of host reservations just because either the guest wasn't feeling safe to travel or just for whatever reason it was, the pandemic was basically the reason why they were canceling reservations. For me, I was really terrified that I wouldn't have a way to pay for my mortgage if I got a sudden cancellation that I was out of my control. So I started doing 30-day stays under the advice of my friend just to see what happens. My husband's a realtor. There's this thing called Furnish Finder. So I posted my listing. I got a, like within two weeks, I got a three-month booking for a family that was building a house nearby. And then after that, I got a booking from a construction team that was working on a job about 20 minutes away and they needed a place for seven months. So in a course of one year, I could still be a host and enjoy hospitality, but only have to work with two different guests. And I thought, wow, this is kind of cool. I think this is a thing. So I end up selling that house and reinvesting that money into a duplex. So I turned one door into two and then slowly converted both of them into midterm rentals. And now I have those two. And then I have the unit next door, another duplex where one half is a long-term rental. The other half is a midterm rental. Then I have another one down the street that's a midterm rental, one up in Leander, Texas, that's a midterm rental and a short-term rental in Marble Falls. So I really put almost all my eggs in one basket in the midterm rental space because I do believe that there is a great demand for it almost in any metro market. Okay. When did you start the website? And tell us a little bit about Hestia. I did research you, like I said, and when I saw that name, I thought, okay, this means something to her. What does the name mean to you? And when did you come up with the website? And then let us know, share with us how you're operating your website. I saw there were lots of opportunities for people to be part of your community online. And you are you know, giving, offering your services. And I know, I know you have some resources online that anybody looking to get into the midterm rental market can discuss uh, the opportunity to work with you. So let's just dive into all of that. So now that I have six midterm rentals, I thought it'd be important to find a way to differentiate my properties against the sea of other short-term rentals and midterm rentals out there. Because at the end of the day, I deliver a product that I'm really proud of. I have really great beds. I have high-speed internet, beautifully designed spaces. So I started thinking about what the name could be for my business, and I came up with the name Hestia. And if you know anything about Greek mythology, Hestia is the Greek goddess of hearth, home, and hospitality. And I thought, wow, that is just amazing. You know, I'm very oriented towards powerful females, and Hestia just felt like that goddess that, that needed to represent my homes. So that's, it started, that was the journey to starting the brand. 
Next, I was like, okay, well, if I have a brand, then I need to have a website. So I started a website called corporaterentalsaustin.com. And I started housing my properties on there. And then I was able to actually bring on technology where I could bring other people's properties on there as well. Because at the, even if I want to own all the properties across Austin, right now it's just not possible. But why not invite other people that focus on midterm rentals to join me? So now, after working you know, for the last seven months as a proof of concept on the Corporate Rentals Austin website, we've now merged to CorporateRentalsUSA.com. And we've expanded our capabilities to Houston, Dallas, Chicago, and Austin as well. Yes, congratulations. I Thank saw you. that. And for anyone that's not, you know, experienced enough to be part of our Hestia brand, they can, you know, learn as much as they can on my Facebook group, which is Midterm Rental Wealth. Okay, great. And at the end of the uh, program, we'll definitely give people an opportunity to stop and to, to join your Facebook group. So tell us a little bit about the community. When you bring on those of us that are interested in the midterm rental market, when you bring us on, what does that look like for us? I feel like you are a mentor in this midterm rental market. And in real estate, I've learned so much. I've been in business 17 years and I have a team. I have seen so much collaboration in Austin and I've worked in five or six different markets across Texas. And I love that Austin it appears that the real estate community really is invested in giving back and sharing. And, you know, I wanted to have you on Vivian, because it appears that you are one of the few people I see online that you're really offering your, your hands and your expertise and your time. So if I were to put one of my houses on your, on your site, do I get automatic access to your community? What, what does the business relationship look like? Oh, actually our community is free. Anybody can join. If you want to learn about midterm rentals, or maybe you're you're operating one or two, or even if you're learning how to scale up, so we're just there to share resources and help each other out. That's also the place where I put my request for insurance housing for any properties that are not already in our database. And if you want to be on our website, there is a membership fee reserved only for really experienced hosts that uh, meet a application criteria. Okay. Some people right now have been doing short-term rental for, I don't know, since 2002, for instance. What's the benefit of them switching from short-term to midterm? And should they? From my perspective, midterm is a little bit of a hot topic right now. Do you, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. Bigger Pockets came out with the 30-day the stay book written by Ziona McIntyre and Sarah D. Weaver last fall. And midterm rentals have been really hot. There's a couple reasons why. Number one, because it's less work, sometimes more money. And there's also a lot of saturation happening in the short-term rental market right now. And so there's a lot of people that have already invested the time, the energy, and the reviews to you know, be on the short-term rental platform. But if they're not making the sales that they want, the next logical move is to move into the midterm rental space and give it a try. That's exactly how my journey started, right? It was, I, was, I had an obstacle. I found the next opportunity. So that would be definitely you know, why midterm rentals are hot. If someone came to you with a new property and it's going to be a short-term or midterm property, and I love what you said, you create a property that has high-speed internet and you've got, you know, nicer beds. So let's say I design my short-term stay or my midterm stay the way you suggest. Would you recommend that I 
put my property in both markets at the same time? Would you suggest that I use Airbnb and Hestia? Is that part of what I'll learn when I sign up? Sure. So the Corporate Rentals USA website, it's a platform to market the Hestia brand. And the Hestia brand is a strategic, sort of a strategic partnership for an individual operator. So say, for instance, you have a midterm rental and, you know, you get bookings every now and then from, you know, Airbnb or, or Verbo, but you don't have the time or the relationships to reach out to those insurance companies and those global relocation firms and whatnot. That's our part of the business. Our business is gathering all the inventory that meets a certain standard and criteria and stand, uh, and beauty, you know, with hospitable hosts and whatnot. And we bring that inventory to our partners and say, hey, these are all the properties you can trust. We've vetted every single one of them. Let's do business together. How can we bring our inventory to your clients? So we're the strategic partnership. We're like a done for you program. So I know there's a lot of um, coaching programs out there for midterm rentals. And those are great. If you have time to number one, do the coaching program. And number two, do the implementation. Implementation is the hardest part because you can do the two or three hour coaching session, but do you have the 10 hours to stalk people on LinkedIn, to call people, to find email addresses, to email people, to have systems and processes set up to go and communicate and follow up and whatnot with those people. So by paying our membership fee, we do that for you and we represent and advocate for your property when the opportunities come. Wow, it sounds like you're a connector and you said a buzzword that that really is the trigger for me and that is global. So what I believe I heard you say is you're my connection to the global market. You've already got those relationships with the corporations like the insurance companies and the maybe the traveling nurses and you've got global connections. So if I have, for instance, I do a lot of work in Crystal Beach, which is along the, the coast, Galveston County. And that area brings in a lot of people from outside of the U.S. It sounds like it would make sense for my clients to connect with you, Hestia, right? Your brand Hestia. And then you pitch, if our property meets your standards, then you would actually be putting our property in the global market for us. Right. And there's the two-way street. We're both reactive and uh, proactive in our relationships. Proactive in the sense that we publish our database to our providers every single week so they know that what's available in each market and what areas of town. And then the second thing is to be reactive. We get these inbound requests and we try to do like a white glove concierge matching service because these corporations, they don't have time to call the individual operator. They want to work with the business that has the inventory. I want the inventory, but I can't buy all of it. But what I can do is I can collaborate and with, I'm really good at that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can tell. I love that idea. And I'm already thinking I've got about six clients along the coast that I want to co connect with you. So that's definitely something that, that we'll do. I, in being in real estate, definitely see the need for that connection. And not every real estate agent has the relationships. Real estate is nothing without relationships. And I love that you have relationships at the corporate level. Some brokers provide that to their agents. But as we both know, your husband's a real estate agent, you, you know, they reserve those corporate relationships for their special clients. And you are providing your 
corporate relationships to anyone that meets your standards, any property. So I love that. I love that you're giving people an opportunity. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a big belief on my end that the best hosts with the best properties should deserve the best contracts. You know, we all spend so much time and effort to, to create this wonderful experience for a a family that's either, you know, in transition due to maybe a flood or a fire, or maybe they're relocating, whatever it is. Being in a housing transition is always a stressful event. And I want to make sure that we're working with hosts that are empathetic to that and and will provide a great experience. And therefore, Hestia, Hestia, the Greek goddess of hospitality. (laughs) I have some people for you. I can't wait to give you a referral after, after this is over, a couple of referrals. I did want to ask you a couple of things because, you know, if I'm going to send you business, first of all, anyone, I want to make sure that you have your systems in place and you've got your network. And what I was able to see online, you've got a great strategic partnership with contractors and um, just different support system that you need to be successful in this business. Can you speak to us a little bit about your support system inside, not just Hestia, but even like the flipping projects that you do? Because nobody does those things alone. Sure. Uh, First of all, I do want to emphasize that we've only technically been in business for seven months. So a lot of these relationships are still brand new and fresh, but we're making tons of traction. And um, in terms of systems and processes, I needed to find a way for me to navigate through all the inbound requests that we have, all the client profiles, all the properties, all the social media and stuff. So I've chosen to use a platform called monday.com. Monday.com helps me create a CRM system and we can create workflows in there. We can keep track of properties, YouTube videos, calendars, really, really important. So that's the system that we're using. We've also, what we do is a tech stack. We've added other technologies like Aircall, MailChimp, gosh, other different kinds of programs that integrate with each other. So we have one holistic system. Um, In terms of processes, you know, flipping for my husband and I is really, we have like an order of operations that we follow. We have a budget that we use on a spreadsheet to keep track of how our expenditures are going. We keep track of timelines. We have a sort of a contractor Bible that we keep on Canva that, you know, helps us easily find, you know, which are our contractors we prefer to use and their phone numbers right there. We could just click to dial. So it's continuously evolving, but you know, it's not perfect by any means, but it's something that's on paper and continuously evolving. Well, I do know that you are never going to be successful in this business flipping homes if you don't have a a support system in electricians, plumbers, sheetrockers, framers that are committed to you. So with your years of success and the many of properties that you've flipped, how do you and James maintain the longstanding relationships that, that get you to a place like this? I think you touch on an extremely important topic because, you know, we just got through the pandemic and we all heard about supply chain issues, labor problems and whatnot. And I'm honestly super proud to say that we didn't have any hiccups, whatever, whatsoever on the labor side, because I believe so much in relationships and loyalty that, you know, after flipping 30 homes, you get to a point where you trust that contractor you develop a relationship with them, you understand what their costing is, and you stick to them. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to try and have contractors come in and bid a job every single time to have them bid against each other. That doesn't, you know, I wouldn't like to be treated like that. 
You know, I would like to develop that longstanding trust relationship and I have that. And it's become really useful for me, even in the short-term rental business, because we know that, you know, on a flip house, the house is empty. It doesn't really matter if they have to wait a day. But when it comes to a customer-facing property, like an Airbnb or midterm rental, you want to make sure you have a response right away because now you are, you know, helping one of your guests have a more comfortable experience. So case in point, I had a breaker that kept tripping last week. I called the contractor that we use for our flips and he responded right away. It was Friday evening at 7.30 and he did it for me for free. Well, I charged, I, I paid for the breaker, but he didn't charge me any extra for the overtime. So keeping those longstanding relationships and not having people bid up against each other, I think that's really important. Find the right contractor. If they're good to you and you're good to them and you pay them on time and they show up on time, that will save you a lot of headaches in the long run. I 100% agree. I'm glad that we talked about this. When I'm talking to new investors, especially young investors that are coming from corporate America, they don't understand the piece of this relationship where it is about loyalty. And, you know, they're on a timeline. So you may have someone, you know, that shows up, Patrick may show up for you every time as a seasoned investor. Well, as a new investor, you've got to build that relationship. And then they're going to get to the times where they're going to show up on Christmas. They're going to show up when the AC went out for free. And I think, um, I think young, my young investors, I'm trying to get them to really wrap their head around. It's more important to build a relationship with someone that is going to be around to get you out of a bind at midnight. Yeah, exactly. And that is what these guys do. Well, Vivian, we're, um, we're almost out of time, but I, I don't want to talk to you about two more pieces. What is next for you and James? Ooh, that's a good one. You know, real estate, We'll have ups and downs. And I will say that we did get burned a little bit on a flip at the end of last year. So, you know, just recovering from that a little bit. And he's currently doing quite a bit number of remodels and, and more retail buying and selling experiences. We are not flipping anything at the moment. We're looking for the right deal still. You know, with this changing market, we just want to be extra cautious and more conservative, even more conservative than we were before. So, you know, he's still focused on the real estate being a realtor side of the business I'm really focused on developing this midterm rental business because I really think that there's an opportunity for individual operators to really take advantage of these insurance contracts and relocation contracts, because at the end of the day, those are very, very lucrative and the best hosts deserve to be rewarded with the best contracts. Oh my gosh. There's no better way to end our uh, interview. I think that is wonderful. And my hosts are going to love that you feel that way. And they're going to be excited and thrilled when I introduce you to them. So I cannot wait for, for that next step for us. Vivian, thank you so much for joining the show. And I want to thank Nikki Popov of EXP for connecting us. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I'm so excited to be able to connect with your listeners as your show grows. And if your listeners would like to connect with me, with me, whether they're interested in becoming a midterm rental operator or strengthening their midterm rental business, they can join my free Facebook group, Midterm Rental Wealth with Vivian Yip. And also, if I could offer a discount code for our market dashboard report. So what we do is we offer a custom market dashboard report for anyone that's interested in finding out whether or not their property would make a good midterm rental. So they can find that on the link for this podcast, as well as the discount code, all lowercase, grown ass women, all one word without any spaces. Thanks so much, Amy. 
Oh, Vivian, it is our pleasure. Thank you. To everyone listening, I hope you have gained a better understanding of the midterm rental market. And I hope everyone listening knows that Vivian is eager to offer her assistance and guidance to those who reach out. When you work with Vivian, I firmly believe without a doubt she will make a positive impact on your real estate journey. Don't miss out on the opportunity to tap into Vivian's expertise. Get on Facebook right now and join her group. If you have any questions, need guidance, or simply want to connect, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram at Think Amy Chance or on Facebook as Amy Chance. I'm always excited to connect with fellow real estate enthusiasts and offer support wherever I can. Thanks again for listening. I'm Amy Chance, and I'll be back soon with a new episode.